free listening? Do we really need an organization that gets people to go out and offer the gift of listening? Sounds like I'm against it. I'm not. Actually, I think that is indicative of where we're at societally and in a culture that we need people intentionally to go out and do that. But then I think, where are we in it? The church, the people that understand the need for us, maybe more than anybody, and the series that we're in right now about the need for us, about developing your heart, focusing your eyes, and then today tuning your ears is so critical to communicating to people that they belong, that they are important, that they matter, and that they don't have to be alone. And so what a wonderful story of what can be done in just communicating to people that they belong and offering the gift of us. Another leader in the early church named James wrote a letter. We have the letter in the New Testament in our Bible. And in the first chapter, in the beginning, as he's writing to Christian people, he says this to them, each of you should be quick to listen and slow to and slow to become angry. I know it's a different translation than what I'm quoting for you. But what a great word. Quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And I think James says this because he witnessed it in Jesus, and he witnessed it in his understanding of who God is. So another leader in the early church, very close friend of James, his name was Peter. Peter wrote a couple letters, and we have them in our New Testament. And in it, Peter quotes from older scriptures, and he says that the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right and... His ears are open to their prayers. And if you read through the whole Bible, which I encourage you to do this week, um, if you're not laughing, it's because it's it's a good read for a week. Um, 40 times plus in the scriptures, you will read about God listening to the prayers of people. In fact, uh, I, I forget which one of the the first five books it is, it might be Deuteronomy, it says, what other nation is so great as to have their gods near them the way the Lord our God is is listening to us and near us whenever we pray to him. And it's, it's actually giving this word image of God going like this. And I think that's a good image of God that you need to have, is that when you're talking to God for whatever's going on in your life, the image of God like this. So we're instructed to listen and to be quick to listen because that's how God treats us. And that's what they saw uh, in Jesus. And so today I had Steve read from John chapter 4 a story of Jesus in a village in an area or a province called Samaria. And it's the middle of the day and he's at a well by himself and a woman comes up to the well to draw water. And there's this wonderful exchange that happens. And at the end of the story, 
the woman runs off back to town and she tells everybody in town, come and see this guy who told me everything I ever did. I think he's the Messiah. I think he's the one we're waiting for and looking for. And then the whole town comes out and Jesus ministers to the whole town. But as you read through this story, which we only got a piece of it in the reading that we gave you this morning, you get the sense that this woman felt seen. And then you ask the question, why? And I think it's because she felt heard. And the story unfolds and gives us this wonderful yet subtle uh, model of listening well, listening in a loving way. So I want to give you a heads up right now because some of you love audience participation and some of you don't. Some of you can be asked a question and you can on the spot answer it. That's me. How many of you are just like, if someone throws something to you, you just think out loud and you're fine with it. How many of you are like that? Ooh, okay. How many of you need time to process and think through before you want to give an answer? Okay. That's great. Those of you that are online, there's a lot of people here that need time to think. So I am going to give you a gift this morning. Later on, in maybe 10, 15 minutes, it's not going to be long, I am going to ask you to get together in twos or threes and give the gift of listening, but this is the question I want you to answer on the wall behind me. No, go back one. Yes, share a joy that you've recently experienced or something for which you are thankful. So over the next 10, 15 minutes, while you listen intently to what I'm saying, you're also gonna be thinking, how will I answer that question? And to make you feel really good, no one's gonna force you to participate in this. But I think it's a wonderful experience and opportunity as we get there, okay? So I wanted to give you that heads up so that you've got time to think about how you would answer that question. And you can probably just do the talking or the sharing with the person that you came with or, or yeah, so there's really no pressure. But I don't wanna talk about this today and then let you walk away without actually saying, let's just take some time and, and practice and give a wonderful gift to each other today. Back to the story in John 4. The woman at the well is coming in the middle of the day. So just to help you a little bit, she's coming at the middle of the day, which means, and she's coming by herself, which means there's something off. Women don't go to the well by themselves, and they don't go in the middle of the day when it's hot. They go in the morning, and they go in groups. So she's coming by herself, which means she's marginalized. And Jesus is there waiting for her. And they have this wonderful conversation. They talk about wells, and they talk about water, and living water, and then they talk about marriage, and then they talk about worship, and then they talk about the Messiah. And all of this, because Jesus is willing to, to listen to this woman and engage in dialogue with her, and she, felt, she feels seen because she feels heard. And the end result is that a whole town comes out to experience Jesus, which may, might never have happened 
So I very uh, briefly want to walk you through some of the subtleties in what Jesus does in giving her the gift of listening. So in the first place, as you're you're reading through the story, you find Jesus at the well waiting for the woman to come. And there's this idea that, uh, that Jesus is willing to listen to her. So she comes to the well, and rather than ignoring her, which is appropriate for a man and a woman in that culture, and rather than ignoring her, which is appropriate because he's Jewish and Jews can't stand Samaritans, so why would they talk together? She comes to the well, and Jesus says, could I have a drink? And that just blows her out of the water. Somebody who would normally, like, turn away from her and not even acknowledge her existence says, could you help me? And so he he shows her a willingness to listen. And then she's like, whoa, what? Why are you talking to me? She can't get over it. And in her mind, everything, her world's just been rocked upside down. She doesn't know what to do with this guy who's actually asking her for help. And why are you asking me this question? And then they get into this whole conversation about the well and about water and, and living water. But what Jesus does when she, when she asks him this question is he responds at the level that she was at. So um, he's asking for a drink. They have a conversation about the well, and she wants to know if he's got something that Jacob didn't who dug the well. And he's meeting her at the level where she's at in the conversation, which is so important when you are having a conversation with someone. This next graphic, I think, is gonna help you a lot in understanding the gift of listening. And it's responding at a head level or a heart level. So when you're having a conversation with someone and, they, and they're talking to you, you need to understand how to appropriately engage in the conversation. Are they at a head level or are they at a heart level? And in this conversation, it begins with the talk about well and about water, but it quickly changes from a head level into a heart-level conversation. And there's this wonderful gift of Jesus not forcing that. And I'll give you an example of head-level, heart-level. Head-level conversation, which is still really important. We're not just saying every time someone comes to you, make it be a heart conversation. Because you might be at work and someone comes into you, into your office, and and they say to you, man, my computer just crashed, and I've got to print this stuff because I've got a meeting in 30 minutes. It's probably not appropriate for you to say, so how do you feel about that? (laughs) You likely know how they feel about that. They don't need you to respond at a heart level. They need you to respond at a head level and help them figure it out and get it fixed. And that is a gift of listening. The challenge is, can you listen well enough to discern, are they talking at a head level or are they talking at a heart level? And look for the little clues or bubbles that give you an indication that maybe this person wants to engage at a heart level. But if you love them enough, you'll let them go there without you trying to force it. And I think that's what we see Jesus doing here. So he's showing a willingness to listen. He's responding at her level. He's expressing her thoughts and feelings in his own words. So she begins to share about some things that are going on, uh, about, you know, where do I get this water from? And then Jesus just takes what she's saying and he kind of gives it back to her in new ways, talking about living water that people get that they will never be thirsty after taking. 
But he's responding to what she's saying, and he's letting her know that she's heard because he's repeating what she has expressed. What a wonderful thing to do. I so appreciate it when someone, I'm having a conversation with someone, and they say, so just to be clear, what I'm hearing you say is, and then they just repeat what I said. And I can say, yes, that's what I'm saying. No, that's not what I'm saying. Let me, let me clarify. What a wonderful thing to do to somebody. So what I'm hearing you say is, and then you repeat their thoughts and feelings in your own words to validate what it is that they're saying. And as you read through this story, and again, I think these are subtle, but it's so powerfully there. Yes. I have to use my glasses to look at my own notes here. Um, As this story progresses, it goes from talking about, can you help me have a drink, to talking about wells, to talking about water, to talking about living water. And then Jesus draws her out in a really cool way. And he says, yeah, um, go, go get your husband. And in one statement, he just opens up the door for her. She says, well, I don't have a husband. He says, yeah, that's right. Fact is, you've had five husbands, and the husband that you have now isn't really your husband. And he just gives her this opportunity, not in a judgmental way, by the way. If you read this and you think that Jesus is condemning her and judging her, I think what Jesus is doing is acknowledging the reality of her life. Because in all likelihood, the multiple husbands she's had have probably not been because of her. It's because of the patriarchal system that she was a part of. And she really, for all intents and purposes in that day, was just property. And here's a man acknowledging her, asking her for help. And then in a very non-judgmental way, addressing her reality. But in all of it, she just keeps sharing more and more and more. And that's what we call drawing out. Jesus, just with a simple question or a comment, draws her out. And then he offers an opportunity for change. Suddenly the conversation is about, where do we worship God? And then, and then she says, well, you know, we've been waiting for the Messiah. And Jesus just very graciously says, yeah, you don't need to look any further. The one you're looking for, I, I'm that one. And then she runs off to tell the town. And he offered her an opportunity for change without forcing it, without demanding, without judging. And if you're looking for examples on listening well, on giving the gift of listening, on loving someone enough through listening, on making them feel like they belong, this is a wonderful example. You know, we're in this series, The Need for Us. Now more than ever, we need us, not you, not me, us. People need to feel that they are a part of us and give them the gift of belonging. And when you genuinely listen to someone, you make them feel loved. We've been talking about developing your heart, focusing your eyes, and today tuning your ears. And I am going to invite you 
to this realization that when you genuinely listen to someone, you make them feel loved. And in just a minute, I'm going to give you the opportunity to practice doing that in pairs or in a group of three. But before we do that, I want to invite Linda Sinclair, our board chair, to come forward. And she wants to tell you a little bit. This is different than we normally do it. Linda's going to tell you a little bit about what's happening here in the coming weeks. And so I'm inviting you to give Linda the gift of love by listening to what she has to tell you. And then we're going to move into practicing with each other this gift of listening based on the model of Jesus. Because I think what you have to say is really important. I think what I have to say is important too, and I think you will. Um, I just wanted to thank everybody last week who stepped up to the plate and volunteered for some of the areas that we have. There's still a few that we need um, to fill. One of those is when groups come into the church and uh, they pay to use our facility, but we need to host them well. It is um, an opportunity for somebody to have a small job, come in for a few hours. Uh, you don't have to commit to every time, but we'd love to have folks who are personable and can greet and uh, put on coffee and just make sure that their needs are taken care of. So if you thought that's something that you could do or want to explore it, there's a sign-out sheet, and we'd love you to do that. Now, there is another job that's not paid monetarily, but it is paid in love and hugs, and that would be if you wanted to volunteer once a month with the little ones. Um, it is not difficult to do. I was talking with Mary Lynn, and she said, oh, if people only could see a video of how easy it is, we could show them that they just come, and um, everything's provided. The crafts are there. The stories are there. You just need to be willing and have a heart for the Lord and want to plant those seeds with the little ones. So would you consider that, even just finding out about it? And again, you can, you can sign up um, out in the foyer. Steve is leaving us. Uh, we're sorry to say, but thankful that a new congregation will have him as their senior pastor. He's moving October the 14th. And if anybody would like to assist him, uh, they would be delighted. Uh, Steve and his family to have some help. They're moving to King Carden into a condo. And uh, Steve, are you renting a truck? Is that what's happening? Yes. Okay. So he loves some. Um, will you be all packed or do we have to come and pack too? There you go. So even weak people like me could help. Okay. So uh, Steve just asked you directly. Okay, perfect. I know we could love on him that way and, and send him off to his new congregation in a very practical way. Um, October 1st will be a baptism class. If you uh, have questions about baptism, if you want to take that next step in your walk with the Lord, uh, we would love for you just to explore how you can do that. It's a public confession of your faith. It will not be in the bay as the last one was. It's a little chilly. It will be here. And Paul, are you leading those classes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And is it one class or... Okay, so talk to you. Yep. Or is that, okay, so talk to Paul. Um, 
we are starting something new this fall. We uh, would really like as a congregation for us to gather back together. There's lots of faces here. I don't even know names I should know but don't know. And, and we haven't had home churches. Uh, with COVID, we've been scattered. So we're going to start on October the 17th for six Tuesday nights to open the church. Uh, I've been trying to think of something to call it Terrific Tuesdays, or I don't know, I didn't come up with anything, but it'll be six nights for all ages, stages, singles, um, young couples, families to come from six to seven. We're going to have the gym open, we're going to have dessert and coffee and food for the kids, games for adults and kids, crafts, spots you can just visit with each other, just whatever to um, to hang out together. Then at 7 o'clock, if you can stay, if you can't and have to take kids home to bed or have another commitment, that's fine, you can leave. But if you can stay, we will have two uh, small groups going on. One is going to be with Pastor Paul. Uh, it'll be a video series on exploring the Bible. And another one will be with um, Andrew um, Bazoo and, did I pronounce that right, Andrew? Close enough. That means it was wrong. Sorry. <laughs> it's B-A-Z-I-W, so that's a hard one. Um, and Dave Sinclair. And they will be um, meeting with you and facilitating and coaching how you might be able to share your faith with those around you, whether it's family or neighbors or somebody at work or maybe somebody you want to invite to Alpha, which will be in the new year. But I know, I mean, I feel uncomfortable doing that, and, and I'd like to be bolder. So I think that would be an opportunity for learning and practice and hands-on time. So if you would want to do that, we would like to have an idea. So we do have a sign-up sheet, but it's not for a couple of weeks. So if you would just ponder that, bring your friends, too. If you have people you just want to come and hang out with and bring for an hour, introduce them to the church, um, you can come and do that and meet some of the other wonderful people. Teens can come, anybody. We just would like it to be a happening place so we get a little bit of energy going during the week. Okay. So those are things that are happening in the life of the church, and we want you to hear about them, know about them, and be able to respond. So you can always go to newlifecollingwood.com and look for the information that you need, even for signing up for things like children's ministry, rentals. You can go to um, join the team halfway down the homepage, and you can click on that and fill out an online form. And uh, Tuesday nights, we're looking forward to that, so we invite you to participate. Thanks for listening to that. Now, really, I think the most important part of any of the learning we've done today is, is right now. But this is very much, um, you can participate if you like, you do not have to. But I want to give you the opportunity to gift someone else with three minutes of listening. So, a joy that you've recently experienced or something for which you're thankful. The next slide, we're going to give you some instructions on what you can do is you can spread out in here, and I'm gonna literally give you three minutes. So you've gotta think through like how you're gonna talk, but if you're the person who's starting and doing the talking, and you maybe aren't so verbal like I am, I wanna encourage you to talk and not force the other person to ask you a lot of questions, um, but to actually share. And just share, you know, this is a good thing, something you're thankful for, joy you've experienced, and, and just, 
go. I'll give you the kind of 30-second warning when you're going to need to wrap up and then switch and let the other person do it. If you're the person doing the listening, ask very few questions. You might just start by saying, so what would you like to share? And then that's all you need to do, and then listen. Use silence. If you feel the need to ask a question, start it with what or how. Those are good open questions that lets the other person be in control. But just let the person share and then switch. And if there's three of you and you can figure out how to do it two minutes each instead of three minutes each, knock yourself out. I wouldn't recommend more than three. If you're like, hey, you know, I'm going to just sit and listen, then just, you know, just sit, enjoy. Um, and then after you're done that, I'm just going to give you a little bit of time to tell each other how it felt to be listened to. So you can do that with somebody that's next to you. You can do it with a, a brand new person. I'm sure there's some people here that are just terrified right now. So again, um, there's no pressure in any of this. And this is going to be really relaxed. So you can just talk, spread out if you want to, if you feel like you need to spread out. We've got lots of space. Um, and give someone the gift of listening. And then I'll wrap us up at the very end. So we're going to take about 10 minutes, okay? You'll be all right. It's going to be fine. And you'll see how powerful this is. Okay. Just get your attention up here for just one moment. You can stay where you are. You don't have to really stop. I just want to give you a bit of instructions. And then you can carry on as well. I just want to encourage you, take 90 seconds and just talk about how it feels to have someone listen to you. Now, while you think about it, how do you feel when someone listens to you? 90 seconds to talk about that. Get you back up here. <laughs> it is so amazing. You, you guys don't get to kind of hear it up here the way I do and to see. It's, it's so incredibly beautiful. This is a gift that you can give everybody, especially those closest to you. I need to hear this myself. You need to hear it. And I also want you to hear this. Every time we gather, there are people who are with us that are just aching for someone to listen to them so that they're seen and heard and know that they belong. And it takes courage and determination to keep your eyes open, like we talked about last week, for people that might, might literally just need you to give them the gift of listening. And I got to tell you, this is the worst environment for doing that. Sunday morning is the worst time because you're coming in, you want to sit in rows, and then you want to go out and go off to food and whatever. And I think the church needs, it needs lines like this, but it also needs circles. And that's what Tuesday night's about, the circles so that we can do community even better. But don't miss the opportunity on a Sunday to give the gift of listening to someone that you know or maybe somebody that you don't know. And you can go back, and we talked about this two weeks ago, go back and, and listen to these things. 
If you want to make someone feel really loved, give them the gift of listening. Jesus showed us, showed us how to do that. And I think it's just, you know, we can have our own urban confessional here. Thanks for doing that. Feel free to keep talking and sharing your stories. There's no need to rush out the door. We'll see you guys uh, next week.